0: Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. uh, Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Wednesday. It's hump day, people. December 13th, 2023. Getting closer to Christmas. It's day seven, I believe, of Hanukkah. Listen, before we get going, I need to give you a PSA. I am not a great dad, I don't think. I think I'm just a normal dad. A dad that wants to get a cool gift for their kid. I got a seven-year-old daughter, right? And I think I made the fatal flaw when buying a gift for my kids. See, I've told you this before, but here in the Rieger family, my daughter, she's seven. She was born on Christmas. Her name's Olive. She's awesome. So we celebrate Christmas because it's her birthday. We also celebrate Christmas because my wife celebrates Christmas and Olive loves Christmas. And we also celebrate Hanukkah because, well, here. See? We do the Hanukkah thing as well simply because I'm a Jewish guy. And while I'm not very religious by any means, I like giving gifts. And my daughter, I know shocking, loves getting gifts. Okay, so before we get into the lines, I promise we'll get there. But but I have to tell you about this. I kind of feel like I'm doing you a service if you have kids and haven't bought all your gifts just yet. Here's what I figured out. And maybe this is just logic and common sense, but it just hit me actually this morning. When you're buying a gift for your kid, buy it for the kid, not for you. I saw this greatest gift ever, right? I was shopping on Amazon. I saw this awesome gift. It's called an Astro Shot. This is not an ad, I swear. But here, I'll give you the box right there it's like these little ping pong styrofoam balls that levitate because air is blowing up on them. Then you have this plastic gun and you shoot them down. I thought it was the coolest freaking gift ever. I'm like, Oh my God, my daughter's going to love this and I can play this with her. I even told her, I'm like, Oh my goodness. On the last day of Hanukkah, Olive, I have the greatest gift for you ever. I built it up so much that she begged me to give it to her early. So I gave it to her early on Tuesday morning. And, um, not impressed. Like she did a really nice acting job, not to hurt my feelings, but not impressed. Like here, I can show it to you. Do you want to see it? You can't talk back to me, I know. But here, it's a really cool gift. Here, let me let me let me turn this. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So here's the gift. Let's see if we can do this justice. So you turn it on. Look how cool this is, okay? Boom, the balls float. Then you got these sweet guns, right? Right there. And there's your ammo right there. And what you do is you load the gun. Here we go. Boom, you can actually do two guns if you want. I'll load both guns. And then you gotta cock the guns, excuse me. You gotta cock the guns like this. And then you're supposed to shoot the balls out of the air, like here. Hopefully I don't hit the computer. Boom. Oh, did you see that? I nailed it. I nailed my computer, too. But did you see that? There, we'll try it again. Like, how can you not like this game? Look at that. Here we go. Oh, there's another one. My daughter hates this, by the way. But, man, it's fun. I missed that one. How about one more before we get to the Lions, okay? I mean, come on. Are you not enjoying this? If you're not watching on YouTube, you're probably not. Boom. Nailed that one, too. What up? I found my new career. Here, let's get you back over here, though. So anyway, I get her this great gift, right? And I think she really digs it. And instead, she digs this instead. It's a so-by-number unicorn, if you look really closely. She loved this, right? The fours are one color. Maybe this pink. The fives are a different color. That's what she loves. Moral of the story, people, buy a gift that you think your kid is going to like. Not that you're going to like. I also do recommend the Astro Shot. I fully endorse this product. Anyway, let's get to it, shall we? So, I hope I helped you, by the way. Now I want to apologize. Because I did a podcast for Tuesday yesterday, and I admit I was a little dramatic. I was a little emotional, a little vulnerable. The title of the podcast, something like, Do You Believe a Scenario? And I made a scenario of like the Lions blowing the division. They got a two game lead on the Vikings. They played the Vikings twice. I made this whole long scenario podcast that. They're going to blow the division because they're the lions and they haven't played good football for two months. And Jared Goff hasn't been good, and blah blah blah. Hopefully, you watched it. If you haven't, go check it out. Right, a big basis for that podcast and for that podcast was the Packers. I thought the Packers were a good football team that were going to find a way to go like eight and zero and end up winning the division instead of the Lions, considering they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. Right? Well, the Packers on Monday night lost to the and the Giants, and helped the Lions out immensely. And now that the Packers lost, and it teaches you a great lesson, kind of like I taught you a lesson when you're buying a gift for your kid, buy it for your kid and not for yourself. I know, great lesson, right? I'll invoice you later. But the lesson you learned when the Packers lost to the Giants, the G-Men, was any team can lose at any point, and any team can look like crap at any point. And you saw that with the Dolphins and the Titans on Monday night as well. The Packers are out of it. They're done. It's over. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think Jordan Love's going to be a great quarterback. But they looked like absolute crap on Monday night. And it helped out the Lions. And I do believe everybody across Metro Detroit and Michigan did one of these. (sighs) Big time exhale. Like, okay, cool. Maybe we all overreacted to the Bears' loss. Yeah, they've lost two of their last three games. But this is still a good Lions football team. They got their warts. There's no question about it. The good thing is that Dan Campbell does not allow his team to suffer a losing skit. 23 games, not a single losing streak. So there's no reason that should stop now, right? And yes, I understand the Broncos are going to be a tough game. They forced 18 turnovers in the last nine games. Detroit, unfortunately, have done nothing but turn over the football. But all it comes down to, people, it's not about the Broncos. And it's not about going to Dallas where I think the Lions will lose. It's just about controlling your own destiny and sweeping the Vikings. Winning two of your next four games, whatever two games those might be, as long as one is against the Vikings because it counts as two with your magic number being three, you win the division. First time in 30 years. And I know people have had all kinds of weird emotions about like, we're not good enough to be a playoff team. We're not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Who cares? Forever we've had the same goals as Detroit Lions fans. Got to win a division. Got to win a playoff game. Got to have a home playoff game. Right? We've had those goals forever. We are a month away from realizing those goals. Let's go ahead and enjoy it. Forget about the drama. They're not going to blow this division. The biggest threat in the division already knocked themselves out by playing god-awful football at MetLife on Monday night. So now what you got to worry about is the Vikings. And the Vikings stink, guys. They do. Like, yeah, they can deal a little bit, no question about it. But they don't have a quarterback. It's that simple. We bitch about Jeremy Goff, okay? And that's fine. You should bitch about him. He's been lousy lately. Since week seven, 10 touchdowns. Seven interceptions, six fumbles. He's been sacked 15 times. Those are awful numbers. I got more for you. Pressure kills Jared Goff. Now, by the way, pressure kills most quarterbacks. But when Goff has a clean pocket, he has 17 touchdowns and two interceptions. When a team's able to get pressure on him, he has four touchdowns and eight interceptions. Pressure kills Jared Goff. And he's got his issues. He's not mobile. He can't get out of the pocket. He throws what looks to be the worst-looking spiral at times all the time. But it doesn't matter because would you rather have Jared Goff or Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs? That's who Minnesota's going to war with. Both their quarterbacks stink. And while, yes, their defense is fine and dandy and they can shut down teams, they can't score. They beat the Raiders last weekend 3-0, people. There's no reason to worry about the Vikings or the division because you beat the Vikings just once in another game or you beat the Vikings twice, you win the division. You've accomplished everything you've ever wanted. And next year, you can raise the stakes and say, listen, get to the NFC title game. Get to the Super Bowl. Hell, maybe you screw around and do it this year. But I admit I was way too overdramatic yesterday. There's no reason to think this Lions team's going to go all SOL. Could they? I guess. I just don't think it's logical. I don't think it's realistic. I think the regime that's in place has proven to you. They're not going to fuck it up that bad. So I just wanted to apologize. I did. The other thing, too, by the way, is Jared Goff has been taking a lot of shit. He really has. And again, I do believe he deserves a lot of it. If the offensive line plays well, Jared Goff is going to play well. But sometimes you want Goff to play well when the offensive line stinks like they did on Sunday at Soldier Field. Like Taylor Decker wasn't very good. Graham Glasgow, the backup center, wasn't very good. I don't know when Frank Ragnow is coming back. I don't think it's going to be on Saturday. Maybe it is. Dan Campbell doesn't seem to know. But without... A guy like Frank, you can't run the ball as effectively. I think we all know that's true. My point is, it would be nice for Goff to give you a little something more when the people around him haven't played great. Amon Ra hasn't been great the last two games. I need Jared Goff to make up for that. Find a way to get Jamison Williams the ball. That's not so much on Goff, but of course it's on Ben Johnson, the OC as well. But as much as you don't like Goff, as much as you don't want to resign him, as angry as you might be at Jared Goff, and by the way, there's a lot of anger there. I've listened to sports radio nonstop for the last two days. On our radio station, 97 won the ticket. People are going after Jared. And that's fine. He's a quarterback, he's a big boy, he can take it. But you also have to look at the alternative. Would you rather have Desmond Ritter or Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr or Jimmy G or Mac Jones or Sam Howell? I go back to the Brad Holmes comment. A lot easier to get worse at quarterback than to get better. This is not a conversation of if you sign Jared Goff long-term. Next year, he's under contract. After that, you can franchise him. What I'm trying to tell you is, as down as you might be on Jared Goff, and I feel you, dude. It could be a hell of a lot worse. And Goff and company got you here. I believe he's going to finish the deal. I think there's no chance they screw over this division. I don't think so. I think they win it. To back me up here, I recently saw an NFL playoff seed projection chart. That's right. A little analytical. Doing the deep dive for you. So the Lions' best percentage chance their most percentage chance is to get the three seed which means you win the division they have over a 75 percent chance to win the division get the three seed and the team they will most likely face in the postseason in the sixth seed would be the minnesota vikings cool kick their ass again right they have a less than one percent chance to get the top seed nobody expects that that's fine Lions have almost a 5% chance to get the two seed. That would be awesome. Not going to happen, though. I wouldn't think. And then their next highest percentage is 12% to get the sixth seed, which 12% is minuscule, but the sixth seed, of course, would mean they choked away the division, and essentially Minnesota won it. You just got to win two games. You've already won nine. You haven't had a losing skid in 23 straight. I overreacted yesterday. I apologize. And I'm hoping you forgive my apology. But let me know, comment section. Now that the Packers lost, then you just feel so much better about life on two reasons. Number one, nobody wants to see the freaking Packers winning the division. And number two, they were your biggest threat and now they're dead. Now that the Packers lost, did you exhale? Do you feel much better getting away from that Bears game at Soldier Field, just for a second. Did it clear your head? It was sunny outside on Tuesday. Maybe you took a walk and you just realized you had the epiphany. Going to win the division. Going to win the division. This team under Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, Sheila Fordham, I don't believe is capable of choking it away like we've seen in the past. And I admit that was way too dramatic on Tuesday, yesterday. So let me know what you think. In the meantime, let's get to some comments, shall we? So I did the podcast yesterday. I talked about the doomsday scenario. Here are some of the comments. And it's interesting because a lot of people apparently buy into the doomsday. A lot of people apparently buy into the doomsday scenario. But then again, they, they caught this podcast early on a Tuesday morning. They were still rather negative, maybe. Let me read some of these comments, all right? Here we go. This comment. Comes from Truth Teller. Well, Green Bay came back down to earth, lost the guys. Chill out, bro. It should be called SOL. It should be called SOLF. Same old Lions fan. Like a battered prisoner stuck in the past. You can't progress now that you are free. The Lions will win the division and maybe win a playoff game. They didn't do what was necessary to compete for a championship. A lower mentality to me because there are no guarantees of success next year, but it will still be a successful season for Detroit. Let the season play out. Stop worrying and judge everything when the season is over. It's good advice. Hannah Harris, 3022, says you have such an angelic singing voice. And then she did a smiley laughing her ass off emoji. I did sing in yesterday's podcast. Did a little Steven Tyler. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. How about some more for you? Eduardo O'Neill says Lions just need to win two games, one against Minnesota. The division is theirs. Exactly. See? Exactly. I think we're all on the same page. You're going to win the division. Life is fine. It's all good. I apologize for being overdramatic. How about one more? This is maybe a negative comment. This is from DL Bark. Rieger, where have you been with your bullshit Michigan Harbaugh takes? Now you're on Lions fans who give a shit about them. Chris Partridge spoke and blows your lie out of the water of his involvement of stallions who was a freelancer that did help CMU. The deeper you dig, I find Harbaugh has no knowledge of techniques stallions use to help him with sign stealing. Giant Exodus at OSU. Still multitude of investigations at OSU, Penn State, Purdue, and Iowa Rutgers, etc. In other 12 teams, if not all 13 schools, involvement with sign-stealing forms from Michigan over a period of a decade. If nothing comes of Michigan, I expect those investigations will sit dormant as well. All schools that are capable to steal signs any way possible until they are caught. We don't know what the NCAA found. I can tell you that I saw this great stat. Let me read this to you. You talk about blowing my theories out of the water, which by the way, I just kind of reported what everybody wrote, but um, I found this interesting. JJ McCarthy, total touchdowns with and without Connor stallions on the staff. Talking about blowing theories out of water. First seven games this season with Connor stallions, JJ McCarthy threw 17 touchdowns. Pretty good. Last five games of the season without Connor Stallions, J.J. McCarthy threw one, one, one. So you can believe it didn't help. You can believe it wasn't a big deal. I can believe whatever the fuck I want to believe too. The bottom line is, We know nothing yet. The NCAA is still investigating. I hope Michigan gets off. I hope Jim Harbaugh stays. I hope they win massive amounts of championships, starting with this year and beating Alabama's ass. But come on. What are we doing? You brought it up. I'm just responding. All right. That's the latest episode of The Daily Ticket. Let me know what you think. Now that the Packers lost, do you now feel free, unburdened, big exhale, what do you think I do they're going to win the division and it took the Packers losing in an embarrassing fashion to make me realize that in the meantime remember when you buy a gift people buy it for the person it's intended for not for yourself okay it is pretty cool though isn't it here hold on a second Serva